Here we are, episode 125 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. The annual business aviation gathering is coming up. Wichita always wants to play a big part. My guest this week is one of the country's best aerospace reporters, Daniel McCoy of the Wichita Business Journal. We'll talk about the upcoming National Business Aviation Association convention and exhibition and how Wichita companies play a part and use it to drum up business. This year they're in Vegas. We'll talk in a moment. That is also the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. Daniel has a preview of the event, who from Wichita is going, what they want to get out of it. It is a big event each year, and the stakes are high for Wichita companies and economic development leaders. Daniel's coverage begins on page 16. Also check out a special report on health care, vaping, the topic of one story, and we update you on a clinical trial being conducted by a couple of Wichita cardiologists. That's on page 10. This week we spend 10 minutes with Curtis Gridley and Tracy Hoover of Groover Labs. That's on page 31. This week's list, Wichita area office buildings ranked by total square footage, page six. Check out our business leads, new real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, who's setting up a new corporation, who owes back taxes, court judgments. Our leads section starts this week on page 26. Back to talk with Daniel McCoy about the National Business Aviation Association big show right after this. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Daniel McCoy joins me. He is our aerospace aviation reporter here at the Wichita Business Journal. NBAA coming up. What is the NBAA? So National Business Aviation Association uh, Convention and Exhibition uh, held annually. They alternate between Orlando and Las Vegas every other year. And so this year they're back in Las Vegas for the show. And it's it's really the biggest uh, business aviation gathering in the world. There are other air shows obviously out there and, and big international ones, but those have more of a commercial and defense feel. And this one is uh, for business aviation. This is the big show. When we're talking about business aviation aircraft, what exactly are we talking about? Is Does that include business jets and, for example, props? Uh, primarily business jets, uh, but it can include some props. I mean, uh, a lot of folks use those as business aircraft. So uh, especially, you know, like uh, King Air's turboprops, a little bigger, a little faster than, say, a, a small single engine plane. But some folks use those as well for, for business aviation. Um, but I would say the, the real headliner of the show every year are business jets. Right. So that's that's uh, what everybody, uh, uh, that's what really drives activity and, and talk and, and and uh, splashy headlines. So what does the NBAA hope to accomplish with the event? 
Um, for them, it's obviously a chance to, to get their constituency uh, together. Um, they do a lot of, of education and seminar uh, during, the, during the week of the show, and there's obviously a big static display. So they, they're, you know, it boosts interest in the industry, but a lot of folks that are there obviously have a vested interest already. Um, for them, uh, talking with their CEO, Ed Bolin, um, there's going to be a big focus for them kind of on emerging technologies this year. There's going to be, they have a new, uh, they call it the new product showcase. So there's going to be almost a dozen companies that are basically given a five-minute elevator pitch for some pretty exciting new products. I actually know a couple of them, but I'm not allowed to tell you yet. <laughs> unfortunate, but uh, <laughs> they'll be, uh, so they'll be doing that. That'll drum up up some excitement. Um, there'll also be an innovation zone at MBAA this year. And so you're going to see a lot of future technologies, whether it's flying cars, which they all refer to now as urban air mobility. Um, that's going to be a big topic. And a real big one for them this year is going to be sustainable aviation fuels. There's going to be a lot of talk about that, um, about kind of the future of SAF, um, bringing the price down, um, uh, boosting supply. Um, what what uh, uh, Ed Bolin was telling me was a lot of folks are willing um, to use newer uh, aviation fuels and sustainable aviation fuels like that. And uh, it's just a matter of getting it more widely available and bringing the price down where it makes sense to operate with it. How are those different from, I assume, Jet A? Is yeah, that what it would the be, business jets use? Yeah, that would be typical. Um, it, there's various... Um, kinds of SAFs at this point. There are a, a lot that are blended, so you'll have some biofuels and things like that um, in there, but it's all about just kind of bringing that carbon footprint down and, and operating more sustainable. So um, yeah, there's going to be a big, there's going to be a lot of talk about that, it sounds like, at this year's show. Does that mean the airplane makers have to make adjustments in their fuel delivery systems for their Jets? Uh, for the most part, no. I know, for example, Textron, um, all of their aircraft are, are already certified and can already fly with, with SAF. So um, really, it's more just kind of an industry-wide issue of supply and demand. Um, so really trying to boost up that supply and bring the price down. And they feel like they feel like owners will, will utilize it if, it if it's on par with you know what they're doing already. It's kind of like driving a car or a truck that is flex fuel, basically. Right, yeah. Exactly. Yep. Uh, who from Wichita is going to be going? Yeah, uh, as always, a, a big group uh, from the air capital should be no surprise. Um, just going through the directory and, and folks that I know personally that are going, there are uh, over two dozen companies that are either headquartered in Wichita or that, uh, you know, their parent they're a division of a parent company, but right. located here in Wichita. Um, obviously, the big uh, OEMs, original equipment manufacturers. So you'll have Textron Aviation and Bombardier will be there, of course. But a lot of suppliers will have um, Air Capital Interiors, True Blue Power, Global Parts Aero, Harlow Aerostructures, Lee Aerospace, a lot of suppliers. Um, and then um, you'll have Greater Wichita Partnership, Kansas Department of Commerce, the Airport Authority, NIAR is going to be there. So uh, uh, as we've seen with shows in the past, it'll be kind of a good uh, uh, combined contingent of, you know, private suppliers and, and uh, some of the government and economic development folks that are, are trying to drum up business uh, for them and for the, the region as a whole. Let's get more specific about that. Just exactly what do they want to accomplish, the, the Wichita folks? What do they want to accomplish uh, as they go to MBAA? For them, it's just a great chance to 
to uh, meet high-level people uh, from other companies, from potential customers in in a short amount of time that they couldn't do otherwise. Uh, I know I talked to, to one supplier, and, and it, it, he told me it's basically like cramming a year worth of meetings into three days, mm. and you're just stacked full. And he's got business at, at shows uh, pretty regularly in the past, so it's just a great opportunity to, to build your network and find new work opportunities. Um, Dave Franson, who's the president of the Aero Club here in Wichita now, um, has been in the industry a long time. At one point, he was actually running the MBAA show, and he told me there were companies back then that they would spend their entire annual promotional budget just on just coming on that show. to wow. MBAA because it was so valuable for them to have you know that kind of compressed schedule and and again it's the it's the the level of executive that's going to be there they're the decision makers that you're getting in front of and uh it's the cream of the crop obviously not only for those vips and those decision makers but also for the companies now obviously we're from familiar with bombardier we're familiar with hawker beechcraft we're familiar with cessna but uh, there are some other companies that are going to be there, too. They're competitors, I would assume, Gulfstream, those oh, yeah. types of things. Yeah, you'll have Gulfstream and Honda Jet and, and Piper and, and Cirrus, and, and you'll, have, you'll have all the, the major um, manufacturers there. Um, and there could be some new products from some of those. I wouldn't uh, anticipate uh, any of our uh, local companies with any new products uh textron just got certification on their new longitude business right. jet so very excited about that and that's going to be a big deal uh they've already got several development projects beyond that going um, bombardier is going to be taking a mock-up of their new learjet liberty 75 which is kind of a revamped um, configuration for the Learjet that's built here locally and they're hoping to maybe simulate stimulate some new sales with that so that's uh, kind of a new product to to an extent so um, but you could see uh, some of their competitors take the opportunity um, you know the economy is doing pretty good and and the industry as a whole looks pretty good so you uh, certainly you'll see new technology announcement new refurbishment programs upgrades things like that but you you could see a new model uh, announced by one of the competitors this this next week looking back on the past few years uh, have the events at NBAA been productive for Wichita? Is there a way to gauge or can we see a return on investment from going to the to the NBAA uh, convention and exhibition? I think it's tough to quantify specifically. It's more anecdotally uh, just talking with with the folks that go and, and do participate in all those meetings. I know several that that come back with with new work contracts. Um, maybe it, sometimes it probably depends on the year um, going into this year. I think there's a lot of optimism. Uh, for the industry, um, you know, the first, the first show of the 2010s, I think everybody was still trying to figure out what the heck was happening because 2008 right. wasn't that far in the rearview mirror, and we were still very much feeling the impact then. Um, today, heading into this year, uh, at the end of the second quarter for business jets, deliveries were up 12.5 uh, percent around the world. If they were able to keep that up. Um, for the rest of the year, keep that same 12.5% ahead of pace, be the best delivery year since 2009. Wow. So, um, you know, I think that that underscores obviously demand in the market and, and uh, why there's some confidence 
for folks heading in. So I think there's there's an opportunity, of course, with new programs coming along like Cessna's Denali and and Sky Courier and and of course we talked Longitude and and Liberty as well. There are new products out there. That means new work opportunities, and and that's just with Wichita companies. Of course, they're going there. Um, I talked to one uh, supplier earlier who's excited to go to MBAA because it's a great chance for them to meet a specific customer from France that they don't get to talk to a lot. So it's again, it's just you know you can you can pull all these different people and companies from all over the place and get with them in a short amount of time and, and hopefully drive some business. So I think you'll definitely see some some return on investment this year for sure. Back in 09, 08, 10, that that time, a lot of people there the, the industry was getting a lot of a lot of flack. That's those rich guys in those business jets smoking their cigars and, <laughs> and going, you know, on their uh, on their big trips. Right. Uh, does it seem like that has turned? Certainly, as you talk about those numbers, it appears that more people are buying these business jets. Do you think that outlook has changed a bit over the last, say, 10 years? Uh, I think it definitely has. I think um, uh, it still comes up invariably when I talk with folks about the industry and what the last decade's been like. Um, whether whether you think uh, the comments of a a presidential administration can impact an industry like that or not. The the feeling is that when the the big three automakers were flying to Congress for their bailout and all talk, all took their their jets and got right. scolded at the time, the they all felt an impact from that. So um, that obviously that rhetoric has changed in recent years, and and there's been a big push uh, in the industry just in terms of promoting a, the. The aircraft is business tools as opposed to, to luxury items. We've seen that certainly for the last 10 years, uh, if not maybe even a little longer. But, you know, before that, there was an element of, you know, this is what the rich and famous do. Right. Um, but now they're much more, uh, you know, this is these are your operating costs. These are how much more efficient you can be. These are how many more customers you can see in a day and be home, you know, with your family at night and and things like that. So, um, I would say between that message and then just, uh, like the, the delivery numbers would say, you know, there's, there's demand and, and people, uh, that are buying these are, are, you know, not shy. Uh, maybe they were, uh, you know, earlier in the decade when, when there was a bit of a bad perception, but the product's, been resilient and seems to have bounced back we uh you you cover a lot of times the uh, events of the aerospace industry aviation uh there's the oshkosh fly-in there's the uh, sun and fun uh how does this event differ from those uh, I would say from a economic impact standpoint, um, this this would be the show you'd want to be at if you're if you're a company trying to trying to win work. Certainly, uh, EAA, the Oshkosh show and Sun and Fun, they're they're big important gatherings for the general aviation community, but um, they're more for that that uh, kind of pilot and aircraft enthusiast community to to get together and and kind of you know see new things and and kind of celebrate the industry and there's always you know some trade that happens at at those shows but but mbaa is definitely focused on on giving uh you know attendees a chance to really to really drive um you know new business opportunities and and uh, win new work so uh like i said from an economic development standpoint um go have fun at those other ones and then go get some work done at MBAA. Right. <laughs> uh, there has been, as we have reported on, as you've reported on over the past couple of years, 
big concern about a pilot shortage. Do pilots attend NBAA? Uh, some do, uh, certainly, and, and a lot of corporate flight departments go. And, and again, there's a lot of education opportunities during the week and a chance for them maybe to see, certainly if, you know, they're part of a corporation that's interested in a new jet, um, you know, it's a great chance to see one. Um, so, yeah, there'll certainly be pilots there. And, and I know the, the continuing workforce for the industry will be another one of those big topics, along with some of the others we discussed earlier. That'll be something that that uh, is continually uh, a theme, uh, not just this year, but probably for years to come, both pilots and, and on down through maintenance technicians and to the production workers here in Wichita. And you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but uh, probably not a big flurry of announcements from Wichita companies. There may be others. We usually get all those announcements coming in the, you know, in the few days of the event. Right. Yeah. Um, I think just given the the kind of drumbeat of development that our primary two manufacturers here on, um, uh, you could see some uh, upgrade packages and there'll be some new cabin technologies and things like that introduced, maybe some new, you know, service options and things like that. But I wouldn't anticipate any, certainly any new aircraft or anything like that. But they'll, they'll, they'll make plenty of announcements and, and uh, um, it, maybe some of the, the new aircraft will come from somewhere else. But uh, the, I, just knowing what I know a little bit in advance, there'll be plenty that, that um, our, our local folks will be able to talk about. Right. Uh, since we have you, uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the 737 MAX, uh, probably the story that uh, you've literally been reporting on on a daily, if not hourly basis. Practically, yes. Uh, the latest big news is with Dennis Muhlenberg, the CEO of Boeing. He has been taken out of the role of chairman of the board for Boeing. He keeps his CEO job related. You think? Uh, certainly related. The, the, the board said uh, at the time of the announcement, which came last Friday, um, that the idea was that it frees uh, uh, Dennis Muhlenberg up to, to focus on operating the company and, and returning the MAX to service. Um, there had been some, even before the MAX, there had been some thought that... Um, the you know those roles should maybe be split anyway so it's not necessarily a huge shakeup right now i think what has some folks in kind of raised some eyebrows certainly even prior to that some some pretty reputable well-known aerospace analysts have been saying it's time for him to go not just from the boardroom but right. as ceo um, so that's you know that's raised some eyebrows and so this obviously kind of sets a foundation of of you know division of powers right there at Boeing and and you know now it all depends on what happens in terms of their ability to get the max back um, it may they're still hoping it happens by the end of this year that's going to be a really tight window at this point with everything I'm seeing um, uh, just given might not be until November until their uh, their flight with the FAA happens and there's still probably about a month of work after that before they can get the official return to service and so um, certainly all three domestic airlines that have them here in the u.s they've canceled them out of their flight schedules until um, at least january of 2020 so you won't be flying on a max this christmas right. you won't be flying on a max in the u.s uh, the rest of the year and um, Southwest Pilots Union, Southwest, the biggest operator of the MAX, they're, they're saying it might not be until February or March before their pilots are actually flying uh, passengers on the 737 MAX again. So um, uh, it, it conceivably could stretch a year 
Um, the grounding happened uh, middle of March this year, and, and now here we are uh, pushing towards the end of the year already. So, Meanwhile, Spirit continues to produce uh, 737 uh, frames. They make 70% of that aircraft, right? Yeah, they make 70% of the structure on the 737 here in Wichita, and that's the, the full, that includes the full fuselage. So they are stacking them up out uh, uh, South Oliver, uh, where Boeing Defense used to be. It's now the Air Capital Flight Line. They're continuing to build at 52 a month. Boeing dropped its rate to 42 a month. The idea there was it would be so difficult for Spirit to step down and then step back up right. because Boeing wants to eventually go to 57 a month. So to keep them healthy rather than have them step down then try and resource back up to, to meet a higher demand, they kept them at 52, which is where they were before the grounding. And so. we should mention that uh, Boeing and Spirit worked out a deal where Spirit gets credit for those aircraft, yeah, they're, right? they're still being paid for those aircraft. So um, it's not a hit to their revenue in terms of what they're getting now. The hit to their revenue is expected revenue because right. they had planned on being at 57 per month already. That was supposed to happen uh, this summer, but obviously didn't after the grounding. So they'll be dealing with lower than anticipated revenues there for um, certainly all of next year. And, and uh, my guess is so their plan is to stay at 52 a month, even after Boeing ramps up and goes past them to 57, and then they'll burn through their inventory, uh, you know, basically five extra fuselages a month. Right. But that's going to stretch uh, well into 2021 for sure. So they'll be at that rate for a while, unless the rate gets cut, because that's what one of the things uh, Muhlenberg said earlier this year um, was that if, you know, if their fourth quarter target for the return slips too far, they might consider a production cut or even temporarily halt the program altogether to just kind of give them some breathing room uh, until the max comes back to service. So uh, uh, every supplier I talk to right now that's in commercial aviation is asking me about that. Mm -hmm. and I'm asking them, but, right. <laughs> uh, you know, there's, there, there's just still so much uncertainty with it. So, um, it's uh, it, it'll be a photo finish for him to get it back in the air by the end of the year. There's your update on the 737 MAX and a preview of the National Business Aviation Association Convention and Exhibition in Lost Wages, Las Vegas, <laughs> Nevada. That's right. Yep. <laughs> this year. So uh, watch for Daniel's uh, reports on uh, all those things at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Also uh, the big story in the weekly edition this week of the Wichita Business Journal. Daniel, thanks. You Appreciate bet. it. Thank you. Back to wrap up in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours. So we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit equitybank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 125. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. We appreciate it. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.